Dublin North East uh, or North Central, as they were Dublin Bay North now, uh, has never elected a female candidate, which uh, from memory is probably right, unless somebody wants to disagree. Um, Central had many years ago. Dublin North East has never. Never. Yeah. Um, Aidan, do you want to take that? Uh, one of the things that we did manage to do, and, and, and some parties, not all, ha- have had difficulties with the gender quota idea, but look, we, ha- we have a parliament which has 87% uh, male, and I think it's, on one level, it's impo- absolutely important uh, to say that when you have societies like, you know, the, the Nordic countries, which have very progressive legislation in terms of, you know, repeal the age amendment was mentioned earlier, childcare, uh, you know, the issue of prostitution or other gender equality issues, they come from a, a balanced parliament, which is a large proportion of, of females in it. Many people have mentioned 1916 rising. The first three words of the text of the proclamation, Irish men and Irish women. Now, the gender quota legislation brought in, there was a, a court case against it recently, and thankfully it, it, it was thrown out. We have to be imaginative, and we have to exhaust as many uh, you know, avenues we can have in order to have more female participation. But also, it's also important to elect feminists, not just, and feminists can be men and they can be women. There are some very, you know, there are some female politicians who are very regressive in their views uh, of the Age Amendment, I might suggest. So it's, it's also to look, to look beyond the, uh, just the gender issue, but certainly we need a more balanced parliament. Okay. And only two female candidates this time, I think? Three. three? Three, is it? In terms okay. of oh, in women? Term, in terms of three in this uh, situation. Oh, no, there's five women, as far as I can see so far. Okay, we'll, we'll check that. Say, yeah. We'll check um, that. Um, but I have to come to you, Donna. I've noticed, because I thought there's five seats if they want to vote five women in to make up for the fact that there's been so few. I think it might redress the gender balance for a while. Uh, let's, let's give, give the women a, a chance to show that we could make a difference. And I'm, that's very non-party, because I think there's one from probably most parties. Um, so I, I just, I think that there shouldn't be parties that are just having token women, but I think my my um, my um, great grand aunt was one of the people that were involved in the in the Easter Rising, uh, Nurse Elizabeth O'Farrell, and I think she was very disillusioned because you know the proclamation did include women. Women took a very active role in, in 1916, and we see now you know in the centenary of 2016 that we have the lowest percentage of women in our parliament, and it's not just um, because parties don't select women; it's because a lot of women they don't have the they don't have the resources, they don't have the money to pay for their elections. Um, they they're very active at a community level they're very active uh, and that doesn't transcend then into actually being elected and I think it's because our electoral system doesn't suit women and it doesn't not just suit women, it doesn't suit uh, anything more than often the middle class people and the educated people um, so I think we need to change our electoral system so that it's more democratic uh, we need to um, have I mean a lot of uh, people don't necessarily want to have to go out there, stick their faces on posters all around the place, you know put their, 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 their profile out there in order to be knocked down. So um, I think a system where we have partially a list system as well would enable more women and then the R's and things to be changed as well and make it, you know, um, a, a, a system, uh, make it a more democratic system. So I think we need to radically change um, the whole um, political system. We will check how many candidates have actually uh, put their names forward. I mean, it only closed today, this evening anyway. So 
um, tomorrow, is it? Haven't put the, what tomorrow. Is there okay, a few more hours, maybe some more women will put their names forward. John, do you, do you want to say something on yeah, that? Well, just uh, on this point, like if you look at the, the water charge movement in particular, Declan, over the last uh, two years, it's been mainly driven by uh, women on the ground, uh, mothers uh, who, who actually know what it's like to run a house, uh, and they see that water is such a basic need to, to run the house, to cook the food, to wash the children, and the, the women have been the backbone of the water charge movement. So women are involved in political activity. It's not reflected in our parliament because, as uh, the previous speaker has said, there are many impediments, uh, financial costs. But just to get on to uh, what the the minister said in relation to encouraging more women, I don't know how you're going to get many more working class women uh, to encourage them into the political system. If you're, you know, cutting them and attacking them budget after budget, you know, you've reduced the one family uh, uh, parent payment. Uh, You've gone after them, single mothers in particular, the most socially, uh, economically disadvantaged sector. The Labour Party, led by a woman, has gone after them. It's pretty shameful. So I don't know where he's coming from there. But women have been the, the backbone of the resistance over the last number of years. But that is not reflected in the political system. So we do need to you know, look at okay. childcare costs, developing a national system of creches and affordable childcare, so as to facilitate uh, more women to actually engage in the political system. Okay. And uh, Paul Sark, I'd like to get a view from you on that. Yeah, yeah or, so I was actually going to bring up the jobs issue. Cause, well, we'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. okay. Um, just before we finish this question, I'll bring in um, Michal McDonagh. Yeah, well, as you say, um, Dublin North Central, Dublin North East never elected a woman to, to date. Um, there's an opportunity for the electorate to make a record and this time by electing a woman uh, and, I, and I would hope it's uh, Denise Mitchell, the, the Sinn Féin candidate along with myself uh, and to elect two Sinn Féin TDs but to go back to the, um, to the question the utopia question um, I think it's not a question of whether a utopia exists, I think it's a question of uh, whether we can learn from the best practice and, and the most progressive practice in other countries, both in Europe and around the world, mm-hmm. where uh, they have striven for equality and they have, for example, a, a much better and fairer health system or a better education system. And this can be done. So it's there all over the world and it's also there in the ideals of people who went before us like Connolly who I mentioned earlier and Pierce and so on and people who are progressive and who have, whose legacy has, has been betrayed by successive governments. Okay. So it's not a case that there's a utopia there but I think the models are there for us to improve Okay, and um, just want to bring in, we're going to come back to the audience now and take some questions, but I just want to bring in one member of the audience who wants to mention something specifically on just that question we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to comment on the lack of gender balance in, in the in parties. And can I just say that there's no point in women, and my first identity is that of a feminist, which is equality between women and men. There's no part no point in women attaching themselves to parties which are part of a rotten uh, political system. They need to attach themselves to parties like the Anti-Austerity Alliance and People Before Profit. 